gentlemen. Once more, the girls and veterans have arrived for episode number six. Six? I think this six. is six. Yes. Welcome back, one and all. Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit of a hiatus, and uh, you know, after a couple health issues, myself personally, uh, we're back in the swing of it. I haven't really felt like podcasting, which is weird because I love the sound of my own voice. Well, I know uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can, uh, but yeah, can resist. who's who's with me again today? Like, All right, oh, you got the one and only Donovan O kicking up the sidekick role. Oh, I like that. You even gave me the baritone. Nice, nice bass in that. <laughs> it's because I got a good microphone. Yeah, you do. You do have a, a, an excellent mic. That's going to be my next investment. I'm gonna, I want one of those hangy ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't I have get. the... You know, you see a lot of YouTubers and whatnot. They have the sort of... Uh, swinging arm. I have a more yes. traditional mic stand, so yeah. Yeah, I think the the arm thing it'll make it look. Very well, it works better for when you got the camera. Yes, yes. So that'll be a, an investment of mine. But for now, we'll have to make do. Your investment is still going to be that camera, my friend. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Literally, I I yeah. do feel at some point I'm going to have to break down and get one for other reasons besides the podcast. Sure. But yeah. So you might as well. They're not that expensive. I'll send you the link to the one I got. Honestly, it was like $30, and this thing's fantastic. Like, yeah. look at it. Clear as day. Hi. Yeah, no, you look you Hi, look Mom. nice and pretty there, buddy. Look at Thank those. You. Look at those blue eyes shine. Yeah, like, I and I, like, I lost like nine pounds from being sick. Well, which I is, guess that's I mean, one. I kind of wanted to lose a little weight, <laughs> but not this way. Right. No, that's uh, not the way you want to lose weight, but. No, yeah. I didn't. But, yeah, we're, I'm back in black. So, yeah, there's a lot to. Well, there's been some significant news items, and although that's not really something we really go into on this show, I, I felt they're pretty relevant to, you know, what we do as a whole, To and they can't really be ignored. So we'll jump into those in a minute. I guess like we always do, we have liquid income to spend on certain things. So uh, did you get anything cool? Uh, well, yeah. Because <laughs> it's been like I think. Almost- I think- Almost two months? At the last... Did I get my Series X? No. No, okay. So I've uh, acquired a Series X and uh, upgraded my Xbox. Good for you. That was beautiful. And then to top it off, uh, I got my TV that I've been wanting to get for a while. So I got the LG OLED C1, which is... Was it 65? It's a 55. 55. Yeah. But that's good for your space, though. Oh, that's as big as I can go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's, I mean, I did my research. It's highly, highly rated for gaming. So yeah, I remember that you was going into it on one of the shows. And like primarily say, why I was looking at it. So yeah, I'm super, super happy. Boat, it's hmm? the motion in the ocean. Yes. Yes. No, games have never looked this good for me. So it's crazy uh, what, what like a brand new TV does. To, well, especially to like when you're getting game. into, I haven't had HDR. I haven't had uh, 4k yet. So uh, this is all brand new for me and it's really breathing new life into some older games. It's not quite the jump that it, HD was from SD, but no. it is still it's it's a strong jump nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised at the uh, amount of stuff on like we're talking 360 games that have yeah. HDR support and yeah. I've been I've been pretty blown away. Um, Street Fighter 4 Vanilla because <laughs> I still have my disc. 
Uh, I loaded that up and HDR popped up and I was like, are you kidding me? Indestructible. Yeah, yeah, man. Everyone hated that song at first, but now it's like a, like a cult classic. Like, right, everyone's right. Like, and you look back and like, this is kind of a sick song. Like it's, it's, it's cheesy in the good way that Street mm. Fighter became. Well, sure, now right? we just need to get rid of the big feed exaggerated graphics, but I like that song's great. I'm gonna add it in in the yeah. background of this. I mean, they're going more hip hop now, which isn't my personal they taste. They always but, did. Like Street Fighter yeah. Three uh, adopted the, the yeah. Hip-hop. They had that that sort of '90s hip hop flavor going on, right? So the I get that. Urban slant. Yes. As, yes. As well, they're gonna need to bring say. back what was that guy's name? Not uh, the, the guy that looks like Trent Reznor. But or he's got character? a pretty he's got he's got a pretty low uh, low chance of coming back to Street Fighter Six. Uh, what was his from name? Street Fighter Three, you mean the yeah? Did he have green the, hair? Yeah, the moody yeah. like the yeah. But the I emo, mean, he, he emo like before there guile, was emo guy. He's like a guile replacement. Like you just yeah. you'd rather just have guile, right? Sure. I you know what? I've I've played with him a few times. He's not not terrible character, but I mean no, probably not one that they're going to bring back. So. <laughs> No, but I mean, an, a Street Fighter Six announcement should be imminent. I, I, I think. Well, we've had the announcement, I mean, but I mean, like the actual showing. Of I think gameplay what and they, systems. They changed the name of E3, didn't they? Yeah. Sorry. No, did they change the name of E3? E three is not happening again, but Jeff Keighley's doing his summer games fest. That's okay. So they're not yeah. doing okay. That's that's basically which is yeah. another big thing. Like, man, I'll be honest. Like, I think about it. And you know what's been missing the last few years? That that like hype that E three used to give us, and we haven't Absolutely. had it for, this will be three years now. Oh, I'm and, I'm a little extra disappointed. Like I would have just assumed that it was going to happen for real this year. I had heard no, about the summer not, games I mean, fest. I, I don't think I don't think game companies want to be a part of. Uh, like I know it was kind of shitty the way the governing body. I can't think of the name right now of the governing body. It's, it's not the ESRB, I don't think. It's it's something else. Maybe it is the ESRB. But they but, have. I think they have a pretty big hand in that too, though. Yeah, but, yeah. but the fees they charge to companies and developers and manufacturers were exorbitant to attend an E3 press conference. And the truth is, like, they, it's kind of been irrelevant and redundant in terms of their business for a long time. But they just kept doing it for the fans, right? Yeah. But you know. These shows are for the, like, ultimately it is about the fans. It, and that seems like, and I really like Jeff Keighley and I'm, I'm, it's cool that he's doing his own thing, but it's not like E3. It's not no, the same. It's and, not like the big Xbox, the big Sony press conference. And some of the shows got shitty later, but you know, they were still all there. It was like this three day thing, four day thing where we could get together and like celebrate video games. And, well, that's and the thing. Like I, people like an event uh i do and and there's something to be said for like waiting in line to see something that's brand new that you're that you're hyped about and you're like you said like the hype isn't there like it used to be because now things you know that there's so many leaks now that like things that are supposed to be debuting on a certain time at night or whatever and you know it ends up getting released two weeks early or something and and um you know, like, like I said, back in the day before the internet, I guess you could say, is when it was probably at its most potent as far as hype levels and that whole, because it was easier to keep secrets back then. 
Sure. I mean, I would push back. Like, leaks have always kind of been the thing. But, sure. you know, you even go back to, like, 2015. They, they said it was the E3 of Dreams where PlayStation announced Final Fantasy VII Remake, Last Guardian, and Shenmue 3. Mm. And then a couple years prior to that when they announced the PS4 when the roof almost blew off. Like, these are just, like, insanely... And, like, uh, Twilight Princess going way back all the way yeah. to the, uh, the GameCube. That was an insane showing people went crazy for that it's just like the 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 electricity from the crowd in a live show brings it like uh, and and what we have in place right now like the playstation state of play they suck the format sucks there's no like hype for it the 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 woman that they use to to narrate it is so like anti-excitement of anything you know, Nintendo's always had their directs, which are kind of cool, and they give you information directly. But same thing, but at least the direct give you more of a personal touch. Like, they'll bring the the directors, developers, and whatnot on to talk about. Directs can drag on for an hour or more. These state of plays suck. They're like 22 minutes, 25 yeah. minutes, and, and they're, they're rarely very good. And I know Xbox is having their showcase, and we'll get into a little bit of that later, because there's a big thing that happened, a delay... Mm. which uh, hurts them. But I know they're having a big showcase coming up too. And although they haven't done many of them, right? Uh, I, I hope they just do a better job and learn. Because that's, for me, I will say it's crazy. Like the PS5 and the Series X, Series S came out. And it's like, compared to the last generation, it doesn't have that like excitement and hype behind it. At least for no. me, like... And it's crazy. I think the tech is awesome. Like the hardware is awesome, but it's it's kind of not. It, we're two years into this new generation, and it feels like it hasn't even started. Yeah, no, it felt like an upgrade more than a new generation. Like, and it's like the hardware in place is definitely more than an upgrade. It is a true generation. Absolutely, piece, but it's but not. Nothing like, about it feels like that yet. Yeah, no, like sure, yeah, our graphics are better, our frame rates are are, are higher. Um, but the, the machine itself is so similar in execution to the previous one. Uh, you know, like well, I'm as much as I, I heralded the Xbox for its backwards compatibility. I love that. That's probably one of my favorite features about it. At the same hmm. time, the Xbox series X just feels like an Xbox one, two, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> <laughs> those gaming conventions man no mm. i get it and i, I i'm with you I, I will say the one thing to me that feels next gen is the speed like you really feel it when you go back to your ps4 or or at one x oh dude or even before that like the ssds yeah. man just oh, absolutely bang. like and it's like and, but the problem with that is it's so subtle right because and also you and i as gamers being as old as we are it's not that new of a thing because when we played on cartridges, it was instant. Oh yeah, there was no load time. So it's just bringing back something that we feel like we should have had in the first place anyway. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I noticed a, a huge difference with uh, Elden Ring. Oh yeah. You know, like I mean, half everything to varying degrees, just yeah. just everything. Yeah. And and that's a good thing. But I'm I I, I, I kind of still I'm hope this summer games fest really gives this that nitro boost boost that it needs because this year for games releases has gone from like a year that could 
potentially be right up there with the upper echelons of greatest years in games released. And now it's completely dried up. Oh no, it feels we pretty dry. Know, like we know uh, nothing concrete about really the last six six months of the year. Well, I think the we wild, can safely Breath of the say wild that we're... Yeah, yeah, that's going to um, come out. Uh, we'll I think get Final to the Fantasy other... sixteen. Well, it's on now. So we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Let's let's put yeah. a pin on this argument. This not argument. This yeah. discussion. And uh, is that all you've got? As far recently? as other things that are going to come out this year that I think no, are going to be big. Like no, just personal. Uh, I'm trying to keep us on track. Oh yeah, our, no, 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 no. Let's, moving right along. Moving right along. Me personally, I haven't uh, I haven't really bought anything. Like I said, I've been under the weather, but I do. I just got the shipping email for. Um, I am 8-Bit and Limited Run Games are two companies that give these specialized collector's editions and physical copies of oh, right. typical games that have been... I have a ton of them. You probably can see some back there. But two years ago, almost two years ago, I should say, but it was December of 2020, they Disco Elysium. You ever heard of Disco, Disco Elysium? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am 8-Bit was doing the collector's edition for that. So I thought it was great, and I wanted to play that game, but I'm like, okay, I'll buy the collector's edition. I literally just got the shipped email yesterday. <laughs> a year and a half for this thing. Now, wow. I finally tracked down why they did this. They said there was a part of the collector's edition that came in, and they were unhappy with the quality, and they had to reorder it. But they didn't communicate any of this stuff. And yeah. I have to say, like, I was extremely disappointed in how they handled it, because well, that's a just, year yeah. and a half... That's for customer really service. what amounts to Canadian dollars, like a $275, $280 collector's edition is crazy. Yeah. And to wait that long. Yeah. And I've, Without... I've dealt with them before and they've never done anything like this. And I will still, like, I got a couple that I purchased from Limited Run that should be coming in soon. Um, one was that uh, that Castlevania collector's the, edition yeah. I sent you. That looks the really coffin, cool. The coffin, the card coffin and stuff like that. I splurged for that and a couple smaller ones. And they, the turnaround on those are typically like five months. Okay. But not a year and a half. And other than that, I got a couple digital games. Uh, we can get into that when, like, some of the stuff we're, we've been playing. But uh, nothing major. Usually I come up here with a cool, you know, thing I show on camera. But no, nothing uh, you were, today. You were, you were sick, Just boy. This so. lovely tea. <laughs> yeah, we're both drinking tea this time. Drinking tea, yeah. So, uh... What, what do you want? Do you want to get into what we're playing or do you want to get us? Let's do this. Let's get into our first sort pseudo news topic and sure. then we'll get into what we're playing. All right. All right. Want me to frame this up? <laughs> sure. Go ahead, Maddie. Frame. I'll frame it. So our favorite company to love and hate as we hate and love ourselves is Square Enix. Yeah. I don't know. And honestly, I uh, we had a big discussion last podcast where we yeah. went in on Square and I, I sort of cut a smaller section out of our last podcast and put that on YouTube. And I got a little bit of traction, which was kind of cool. But anyway, um, Square has gone ahead and done something that no one expected. They sold basically all their Western studios. That's, uh, you know, IDOS. And I, I guess you could familiarize it. And Crystal Dynamics. Um, right. So, you know, we're talking uh, Soul Reaver and Tomb Raider. Well, and that's all the properties that are going to go with it. And right. Games like Deus Ex and the new Tomb Raider, which all sold well. They seem to have this weird relationship with their Western developers 
which now I, I can't defend them wholeheartedly because supposedly like Avengers lost a lot of money. Guardians of the Galaxy lost a lot of money. Which is surprising um, because that was supposed to be like, that's highly rated and like critically well. And and it's, they both sold. If you're just going based on physical copies, they sold pretty well. Mm. I don't know. It's just another in the long line of things of mismanagement from square. I think Avengers had problems with development and that's what caused oh. it to be oh, so yeah. expensive. Right. Like their so. budget was crazy on that. But what but surprised, just, I think what surprised everybody the most about this sell-off was how little they took for it. Yeah, $300 million, which I'll take your $300 million if you wanted to give it to me. But for all those properties yeah. and IP and, and, and three studios, like you see what what the, the, the purchase price is for some of this stuff. Now, none of those companies are worth like a an Activision, Blizzard, Bethesda, sure. or even a Bungie. But like everyone that I talk to, not I shouldn't say talk to or have heard talk about this, um, are really surprised at how little the price went. And for. that's, yeah, that's been the takeaway I've, I've gotten from this topic as well. Is like, they could have gotten probably double that. I don't know. And I, again, Square is this enigma. Like, yeah. what are they doing? You know, you hear this, we want to invest in the blockchain and NFT. <clears throat> oh, like, God. get out of here with that stuff. No one wants that from them. And then, which leads to the inevitable discussion that people have tossed around here is, are they preparing for a possible bio? That I, I'm not sure about because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I remember when they were separate companies. Um. It feel it would feel strange to me to have this company then now become somebody else, like in in the pocket of say Sony or whatever that kind of thing. And I would wonder about exclusivity deals at that point because they have such a, I guess you could call it a legendary lineup of of classic titles that it would be a disservice to have that only available on on one platform. I, I agree with you. I mean, in, in a in a perfect world, none of this stuff that's happened lately in terms of acquisitions happens. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it this is, is all this is all rumor right now. So no, but I mean, like you know, your Activision Blizzard, your mm. your uh, Zenimax with with Bethesda, you know, the Bungie. Although Bungie's going to stay multi-platform, and Sony bought them. But you know, all these things. I, I, as many games available for everybody is great, even though exclusives kind of define consoles and hardware but well yeah and i agree that you know consoles do need exclusive titles but i feel like square you know like final fantasy is not something that should be an exclusive franchise yet final fantasy 16 is an exclusive is it final fantasy 14 is has been an exclusive to playstation on consoles now it's obviously a pc game but on consoles, it's been exclusive to PlayStation since it came out on the late PS3. 16's not coming to Xbox, eh? Nope. It's oh. a PlayStation exclusive. That must be... It said oh. that in the initial trailer right at the end. Uh, maybe that's time. Final Fantasy Remake. Console exclusive. Yeah. But Final I Fantasy didn't... Seven. Then you have other games like, uh, you know, they, they, they put Triangle Strategy and Bravely Default and stuff like that on console only for the switch although they brought they only recently brought over a couple to xbox which is strange but. octopath traveler just has, is available 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Sorry, Octopath Traveler for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they they make these weird, you know, exclusivity deals, um, a lot lately, and I just don't know what is going. It, it's strange. Like, I, I don't. I, I only point to the management. I don't know what the people are doing in charge over there. I don't know if they know what they're doing. But well, I, I'm not going to get into this because I, no. I we did enough of that last week. We don't want to. I probably did seventy <laughs> percent of that. Pretty soon but, we're going to be on Square Enix's hit list. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What would you like? To, okay, let's. I'll just pose it to you. What would you like to see happen with Square, and what do you think is going to happen? I would like to see them focus on what they do best. Um, I would like to see them embrace um, some some. Um, IPs that they haven't touched in a long time and maybe well like Vagrant Story um, Mm -hmm. that'd be nice I think that it's got a cult following Um, it could really I think it could benefit from a sequel Um, but they've got lots of little you know like yes they've done the the, they've done the mana remakes and stuff like that but I feel like you know and I've said this before on our podcast that I would like to see them have two separate teams working on Final Fantasy games, ones that are pushing the envelope and doing new things and maybe a separate team that's making uh, games that embrace the past and, and include features that, you know, we love as fans and, you know, who wouldn't want to see, uh, you know, an awesome turn-based Final Fantasy game Um I don't know. I, I feel like there's an audience for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm with you. We've we've long held that um, thought for Final Fantasy. Um, I, they have multiple teams working on these, but they're all like, you know, modern versions. Like I, if we're dealing specifically with their flagship, you have one team working on the current iteration of Final Fantasy and whatever else you're doing with, you know, remakes. But then you have a retro team. Yeah, working on retro aspects and tears. I don't know. That's exactly uh, what I'm. Diff- yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I was just uh, sort of just repeating. <laughs> um, but you. Um, I mean, I'll I'll point to the Nvidia leak, which has been true, and I think it is a wholeheartedly true leak. We've seen it over and over, uh, been proven true. For Square, next up on the docket is a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster or remake, and a Final Fantasy Nine remake or remaster well, so, which, and the thing about nine i find interesting is that there's some people out there now that are like doing a fan project of yeah the memoria it, project project making it widescreen all that stuff um so i wonder if that has anything to do with this nine remaster no i don't think it does i think this is their own thing and they might get the 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 cease and desist because i only say like usually you would think it's just going to be one of the, the classic square mail it in remasters, but we just got the final fantasy nine quote unquote remaster with the, the quality of life improvements in terms of speed up and right. no battles and trophies and achievements that was released a few years ago. Right. Yes. So they're not going to do that again. No. So it all signs point to this being like a full blown remake. Yeah. Not a remaster. Right? Yeah. Not a remaster. Tactics, I think, will get the the ironing out the typical square treatment with achievements and trophies and, you know, quality of life improvements and stuff, stuff like that. I just hope they release the, the War of the Lions version that was on the PSP. Oh, I'm sure that if they 
I'm sure that'll be. If they don't, that'll be dumb. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, but, but Square does a lot of dumb shit. Well, you're like, not wrong there. <laughs> they just do a lot of dumb shit, and I'm not going to get, you know, be redundant again. But we're looking at the the one through six, uh, you know, remasters. They're still not out on consoles. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Now I know that there's probably an audience for this game, but like I don't know if I'm looking for a sequel to Type Zero. I would have loved it too, but that was Tabata's baby, and now Tabata's gone. Yeah, no, I actually didn't really enjoy that game that much. I know we've talked about that. We're we're on opposite of the fence. Like I, I will defend Type Zero. I wholeheartedly agree with pretty much all your critiques, though. But I just there was a lot I liked about it. I, I mm. thought the gameplay system was really good. Yeah, but the story is a typical Tabata mess it, it was all over the place and it just some of it didn't make any sense which he carried on to 15 you know but yeah, and i i think i mentioned this but yeah it was one of the first final fantasies i played where i beat the story and didn't really feel compelled to go back in and like clean up the you know the, the bonus quests and whatever else. i think i'm in the minority in terms of my enjoyment of it yeah uh, like it's still it was a psp is a portable game yeah yeah. You know, re-release, but I that was Tabata's baby, and I don't think there's anyone in the company that really wants to revive Type Zero, even though I think that cast of characters and the whole thing, excuse me, is interesting. Yeah. And I would be here for you know a Type One or whatever they call it. Uh, I I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, they have too many stuff. Too, they have too much stuff on their plate right now that they still haven't come to fruition with right. remake part two. And I mean, we can touch on sixteen because the news Yoshida. Naoki Yoshida, the game's producer, uh, the Final Fantasy XIV savior, uh, he says the game is essentially done, and yep. the new trailer, is which soon. will reveal it, is coming is like imminent. Yeah, it would have been nice if it had a launched in time for us to talk about it now. But, it would have been uh, great, but I think they're going to do it to coincide with the 35th anniversary, which is next month. Okay, um, they're already pushing out the merchandise. Uh, yeah, I noticed. I wasn't sure when that actually started. So thanks for it did, and it sold out in like half an hour. Like yeah. the those t-shirts. I was so like they're t-shirts. You can't make more t-shirts. I, I don't know. Right. Oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, like what would I like to see happen, and what do I think is going to happen? What do I think is going to happen? Mm. I'll be honest. I got no clue. I think if they were going to be acquired by now, they would have. And the truth be told, who wants to? reduce your price or your worth by by wholesale selling these western studios which are valuable and would would i don't know potentially drive your sale price up by keeping them <laughs> i just like, thought why would you funny. sell those if you were selling your company right like it makes yeah. no sense well what you just said kind of made me think to myself well what if what if they were like shopping themselves around and, and like someone like Sony said, yeah, we know you've got Final Fantasy and all, but uh, man, you guys are a mess. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm sure they would do that. And that's going to lead into what I would like to happen. Yeah. What I would like to happen purely because we talk about their management. all. I think this is like the worst managed AAA company in all of video games. Hmm. What, really worse do. than Konami? Yeah, because Konami just... <laughs> <laughs> they just 
I mean, it's 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 a fair statement, but like you look at them, they just basically backed out of video games entirely after Metal Gear Solid Five, and yeah. even before that, they 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 they're not even releasing games actively. Not Although really. They are warming up again. So all those new Silent Hill rumors that just came out. But again, you look yes. at Konami; they gave it to Bloober Team. Bloober can't make good games. So well, and then they had that um, other game that they made with the Metal Gear Five engine. Uh, left alive, which was like dead well, yeah, on arrival. The, and then they made the the online one, which was no one played. But I, what would I would like to? I would actually like to see PlayStation buy them, only for the sole purpose of I know they would streamline their pipeline of games, their current projects, get them moving in a in a in a in a way. And I, if PlayStation bought them, I'd like for them to honor the existing contracts you know, exclusivity. But after sure. that, do what they're doing with Bungie. Allow them to stay, you know, yeah. release games on other consoles. I don't want them to be entirely exclusive. These these are global RPGs, but who knows what's going to happen. But Square needs help, man. Like, finishing projects, tightening visions, getting stuff out the door in a timely manner. And I I don't know well, where that's going to come from. And the polish too, right? Like, Sorry? Some of this stuff is not polished enough when it's coming out no i yeah i mean well, i think things are getting delayed because of that right i think um was it yoshida on on 16 yes naoki yoshida yeah right someone tells me that he's you know he knows about this stuff and he's probably trying his best to work around the problems at square i agree, I agree. um so that's the impression I get from as far as, you know. And I think that's why they trust him more and more because yeah. I, I feel like he's a no bullshit guy that doesn't buy into their corporate stuff. Again, this is complete, uh, you know, conjecture. I've oh, sure. zero evidence for any of this. But I look at his track record and compared to other managers in Square that have been there a long time and he's not like them from what I can tell. Right. But yeah, I, I, let's just nip this conversation now. We're just going to become redundant in terms of oh, all the things we talk about all the time. But <laughs> that was a topic that we needed to discuss because it was too much. Like they sold all these games. Like oh, Tomb yeah. Raider sold like the new the new trilogy sold like forty million copies. I, I feel like the quality didn't increase as much as it should have from title to title. I agree. Like I thought, Rise of the Tomb Raider was excellent. But mm. then I didn't think Shadow of the Tomb Raider was was a step up. I actually thought it was a mild step down, even if I still enjoyed it. Right. Which I haven't played that one yet, but I've played the other two. So mm. um, I do well, like, remember... I like what they did with that series. I, I, I liked it. I didn't hate it, but mm. I did feel like in some regards it was a bit of a drastic departure from the original formula of Tomb Raider. And that's where the third one, I think they really tried to push it. it uh, mm it back but i guess we'll see what's going to happen with that the potential for you know these companies we didn't even mention who who purchased them right uh i know the name Disco di um not discovery um no no that's because uh, now now i've forgotten it. i just looked at my phone because i thought my kid was crying oh shit um Oh, grizzled veterans gaff. Yep. <laughs> Embracer group. Embracer group. Yeah, oh, you know, I, I, I was like, 
Embracer Group, we're buying e everything. After after uh, failing with Discovery, I had E in my head, but yeah. Yeah, um, but you know, potential Legacy of Kane has just been left there to rot. I would love to see that rebooted. I, it's long oh. been one of my franchises. I made a video years ago about how that was one of the best potentials franchises to well, reboot. Well, that deserves I love a that compilation of some sort, no? Hmm? That that series deserves some sort of compilation. I I suppose, but some of those games are in such rough shape that I don't know without significant retouching, like the mm. original Blood Omen and Soul Reaver One and Two. Man, I, I couldn't I couldn't play those. Some of the later ones, like yeah. Blood Omen Two and 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 those games, I I, I they were all on PS2, and I touched. I think they were all on PS2. Well, Dreamcast. But, <laughs> I, I, I love that franchise. It's great. And we'll see what goes on. Maybe they, Deus Ex comes back. I think it's a great series. Uh, and, and it should be mentioned before we go that Square didn't get rid of all their Western studios. They kept the Life is Strange uh, studio. Right. Uh, and the group that did Outriders. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Moving <laughs> along. Moving right along. You know what? Let's do our other news story, and then we'll get into what we're playing. The the, the other news story we move through um, is the year that wasn't for Xbox Game Studios and mm -hmm. another monkey wrench in their plans and the hype, the rightful hype that fans had for what are you Xbox scratching? moving forward. Sorry, you're scratching something. Oh, I was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking, <laughs> thanks for the tip, Donovan. <laughs> uh, um, the rightful hope for this year and into 23 uh, for the game studio after really, really slim pickings. But now Starfield has been delayed, which was to be their huge game for the year. And Redfall as well has been delayed. Donovan, your thoughts? Starfield, I don't know, like... <laughs> I can't say that I'm particularly interested in it. Me either, because like, real quick, Bethesda games aren't my forte. I don't think they're very good developers. Fallout 4 was a disappointment. Uh, everything they've done. Bethesda, to me, was exciting because of the other companies that were under the machine games, oh, Arcane, yeah. uh, stuff Id. like that. Not yeah. because of Bethesda game studios proper, but I'm just speaking, this is a game that people were extremely hyped for. And the potential. And the truth is, I haven't seen enough of it to tell you whether I think it's going to be great or not. But the well, I think that's where I'm sitting. Is like, the game was in rough shape. Hmm. Right. And I don't know if it's really... I, I think it's being touted as a bigger title than it actually is. Or maybe it's just me. Like, I know that there's a certain level of hype regarding this game but is it really deserving of that kind of hype is this franchise something that's that i mean because it's based off an older series am i right no as far as i understand it's a new ip entirely oh okay well then i'm I mean, confusing maybe, it with... maybe i'm wrong i i yeah i've haven't heard anyone say like like for instance i i hear from software talking there's murmurings that they're gonna bring back armored core now that's an existing franchise that hasn't existed, been relevant in a while, but that would be bringing back. I've never heard of a Starfield game. You know what? I think I just figured it out. I was confusing it with Star Control. Oh, yeah. Star, there's a bunch of them like yeah. that. Star yeah. something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I got to be honest. I don't really know that much about Starfield. And mm -hmm. I think 
the fact that it's been it's already been delayed like three times, hasn't it? Twice, I think. Okay. But they gave it they really hyped this last date, the eleven eleven twenty two. Mm. Uh you know, they stuck to it, they stuck to it, they stuck to it. And it's it's been pushed. I, I guess regardless of how we feel about the game personally, I, I we both can recognize the importance that it had to Xbox's game lineup because it's been kind of a wasteland. Other um, than Halo Infinite, which is still not in good shape, it's clear that that game was not ready to be released when it was released, and they're still playing catch up with uh, potential season two that's still not here. Uh, but other than that, there's been nothing. Yeah, I mean, like you see a lot of games coming out that are like cross gen right now. Yeah, but nothing from Xbox Game Studio, though. Right. You know, you're getting your third-party offerings, which are, are are great. But I'm talking, like, exclusive Xbox games that they can call their own on the platform. At least console exclusive, because everything comes out on PC yeah. uh, that comes out on Xbox, which is completely fine. But I just... I think this is a big blow for them. Uh, I know people had this collective... I, I could almost when I when I saw it happen online, you could almost hear this collective like deflation from Xbox fans online, and I kind of sympathize with them. Like you know, they this is this is like their shining beacon of the star. <laughs> and I mean, you say whatever you want about it, you know, there it's finally a game that they could say they could call their own because it right. wasn't going to come out anywhere, and now it's pushed to God knows when in in twenty twenty three, and it's just another thing like. Xbox has released no games in 2022. None. No. They're, none of their game studios, that vaunted lineup that they purchased all these games, nothing has come out. Well, and, and that's, yeah, I mean, like, I'm I'm utilizing backwards compatibility like crazy on my box. And I did, you know, obviously I'm pl- I played Elden Ring on my new box, but, uh, you know, I was playing that on my Xbox One before I got the new one. Mm-hmm. And that's all well and good. Like, you know, the new hardware, you're getting great third-party offerings. Game Pass is is clicking, yes. And, you know, you're backwards compatibility, sure. But people buy these hardware, I would say, mostly for exclusive offerings. Am I right? Well, that's an interesting question. You know, know, I I think that's actually an interesting question right now with this particular generation. Because, you know, yes, PlayStation has... Um, a small selection of exclusive titles, but there's not that many considering it's we're, like you said, we're two years in and it feels like we're barely getting started. But you can point to ones on PlayStation. You know, last sure. year you had Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, mm-hmm. you had Miles Morales, Spider Man, you had the Demon Souls remake. This year there's been huge games Horizon Forbidden West, Gran Turismo 7, although not interesting to me, racing games sell. Sure. Um, and there's been something else too. So not huge this year, but. It's not over. There's God of War on the horizon that may get pushed. I don't know. They just reiterated that it's going to stay. It's just, you know, you're still getting four to five strong exclusives, even though I don't even think PlayStation Studios has hit their stride yet. No. Uh, You know, you're still getting tentpole games that define, you know, your hardware. Xbox really doesn't have any. And Halo Infinite was supposed to be that game, and it's not yet. Even though I, like, I'm not saying it's like people aren't having fun with it. But even the most staunch Halo fans are disappointed with Infinite, from what I can tell. Well, I mean, I think 
staunch Halo fans were disappointed with Halo 5 as well. Touche. Fair. Um, Fair. I haven't even played Halo 5. I'm I'm a big Halo oh, fan. Wow. That, and you're, that's like one of your favorite franchises. Uh, you know, like, I got into it late. You know, I got into it more when, say, Halo 2 came out. But again, it's funny, you should... I might not have gotten into it if it hadn't have been an exclusive and I was playing with friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I got it because I had an Xbox. There was hype. I remember going to Future Shop to get it. I got Halo the steel... 2 and 3 were huge. Yeah, I got the huge. steel tin, got a cap. <laughs> and, I, I mean, it, it is fair to say that the series, since Bungie left, has kind of been... Oh, yeah. Um, ...wavering. Has definitely been on the downslide, and Infinite was that that promise with the new tech, and it just wasn't ready. And it's like, where's the games, man? Yeah, you know. No, and, and I'm certainly I can't I can't defend the fact that uh, the the state of what it's what we're in right now with Xbox. But yeah, I mean, I can't think of a game right now that I'm like anticipating launch on on Xbox. Even yeah, though like, I'm, I'm excited that I've that got mine. Weird? Isn't yeah. that kind of weird? Like, I don't know. I th- would, in, in, in previous years, you'd have E3. Well, I mean, we're having this new Xbox show, which hopefully gives us a, a, a really good layout for what is happening with Xbox Game Studios. Because if they don't come out with guns blazing, you know, with, I don't know, Perfect Dark with the Coalition and a date and all this other stuff, like... I just, uh, I don't, I, disappointment would be an understatement. Oh, I can't, I have to agree with you completely. Like, no, you're right. They need to, they need to like floor it off, off all cylinders flaming hot. Like it's, yeah, you know, you're, and again, this is such a strange period in gaming right now. I feel like it is because like, despite that, I think like games pass has been huge for them. Oh, absolutely. Without Game Pass, they'd be in a word fucked. But uh, it's it's you know people. I I really think Games Pass has massaged that hurt mm. for for fans. Well, and that's the thing. There are so many games available, and it, basically, no matter what type of game you like, there's going to be some selection in there for you. I was glancing over the list the other day because I'm actually not with Game Pass at the moment, but I'm considering yeah. upgrading. But I wanted to see how many games were in there that I was like, okay, I definitely want to play that you know what like i mean you can get into games pass for like three months for a dollar sometimes uh yeah uh, you just have those deals like that yeah and um, I've, I've i've definitely considered it a couple times when that happens the other thing about it is that you know if you've got gold membership up to and i don't know if they've changed this yet but I, as far as it stands you could have up to three years and then convert it over to ultimate and stay with three years so uh transfers evenly if you're already registered up to that point mm-hmm. so, I'm, so i'm contemplating doing that you know games and it is so i think games pass has massaged that that loss but they they got to deliver between this upcoming xbox show and the bethesda showcase along with summer games fest xbox really needs to plan their next year and a half two years and they have to do it like not this is coming 2023. They got to tell you when it's coming. Yeah. Uh, well, this show is coming I, up on June 12th, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's for both. Com- it's it's like the Xbox Bethesda show. That's right. 
Right. But it's, so. I, it's a meaty show. It's at least an hour. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah. So no. uh, that's going to be huge for them. And I really think... I mean, it's a make or to break at time, which is crazy two years in. But, like, they, they, you know, they don't have games. Well, like, I mean, games. I think the other thing that we've kind of glossed over is that we're still dealing with repercussions from the pandemic. And we're going to continue to feel those for some time yet, which is kind of a weird thing to say. But it's actually true, man. I, I, I know I went, it is. But, like, kind of, like... Have they not figured out the workflow yet? I, I no. honestly think Dude. using COVID as an excuse for everything at this point is lame. Well, there's also like just supply and demand of pretty much anything. Like, now, I don't know about you. Manufa- yes. With manufacturing consoles still getting them out there. Yes. But I'm developing a game. They've figured out that pipeline working from home. Now, yeah. mind you, 2020, 2021, I know it threw a wrench in a lot of companies. Okay. I get it. But we can't still be talking about this in June of 2022. Yeah. Like, even if that is the problem, no one wants to hear that fucking excuse, man. Well, Nobody. we're all, yeah, I mean, we're tired of hearing that, but I, like, I don't know. No like, I mean, today to I, I couldn't get the vitamin C tablets that I like because, you know, we can't get them. <laughs> so mm. just everything, little, little, it doesn't matter what it is. There's, there's problems everywhere still. And honestly, like this carries over to all the the like Nintendo's been dry. Yeah. Uh, you know, Breath of the Wild two got pushed. In terms of anything else, it's 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 very dry there. PlayStation has been the better of the three in terms of that, but even that is still a little, you know, unsure. Because after God of War, there's really not a lot else out there that they've talked about or given yeah. credence to. You know what I mean? Like, I do think Final Fantasy 16, it is a PlayStation exclusive. I think it's going to come out this year. I, I do too. I mean... Uh, and that'll be huge. But, I mean, it, it, until it's a, a reality, it, it isn't. And, and, and yeah. other than God of War, we don't know anything. So, it's it's just a really weird... Like you say, it it this generation... Is, is honestly the strangest I can point to in all my, you know, nearly 40 years of playing video games. Transition. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, we've dealt with transition before, but this this is so strange. It no, really but is. I actually feel like this is a great way to transition into another topic that you had uh, lined up for us tonight. Uh, favorite consoles of all time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes, for sure. But do you want to leave that for last? No, let's just get into it, because I feel like we're kind of... Okay, well, then we'll end on what, what we're playing. Yeah, this feels like a natural flow. Okay, and I ruined it for you. I'm sorry. No, actually, I, I kind of like the way that you just kind of right. brought that up, and I was like, well, this feels like a good way to segue into this right. other thing that we want to talk about. Yeah. There we go. So, yeah, our topic of the show, topic time. Uh, as we're trying to make uh, a so you're suggesting uh, what are what are your top three consoles of all time yeah we have enough history and breadth in this wonderful medium we call video games to uh to uh really give a knowledgeable take and it's going to be a difficult one it's going to take us a little bit here and this is going to be off the cuff i didn't write anything down oh i already uh, know i don't even know what i'm going to say but you know let's 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 go back and you know what we'll just 
how do you want to do this? You want to, you know, you go and, and I go, or do you want to go well, back? I mean, let, I, let me start. Cause I already, so I, top three I took me five seconds to decide what my top three consoles were. Oh, that's okay. How, awesome. That's how confident well, I am. Give, give your console, yeah. you know, start at three. Okay. Start at three, give a little context about why, and then, and then move forward. Uh, number three is Sega Genesis. Uh, okay. The 16-bit era is, to me, you want to talk about the heart and soul of our hobby? The 16-bit era. The 16-bit era pretty much sums that up completely. I mean, I don't need to sit here and rhyme off all the great Genesis games that came out. I mean, there's just tons. <laughs> um I, I, that was actually, I think I got my, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to remember correctly here. Did I get my Genesis before my Super Nintendo or was it the other way around? I think I actually got my Super Famicom before I got my Genesis, but, uh, Really? Yeah. Because the Genesis was out, like, basically two full years before the SNES hit our shores. Maybe it's the other way around then. It, it probably was. It's a long time ago. I'm trying to remember. Because <laughs> remember... The the Super Nintendo launched almost four years, yeah, uh, before it came here in Japan. No, like I think it was ninety one, and then it came out here in ninety four. Don't quote me on the years. No, you're, the, you're you're no, yeah, I think you've yeah, you got you got that right. So, okay, so I got my Genesis first, but uh, yeah, I mean, the the trips to Toronto to get import games and all that kind of stuff, you know, like getting Batman. Uh, before uh, Nintendo would let Sega have it in North America, things like that, right? Um, I can remember picking up things like uh, E-SWAT, Thunder Force 3. Um, oh, so good. You know, uh, that, not to mention, you know, the Fantasy Star 2. Well, really yeah, early. all of that stuff. I mean... And this is long before Sonic was anything. You know what? And I can remember going to pick up Sonic from the warehouse with Mr. Beal yeah. back in the day, making the Dan, trip. Big shout yeah. out. Big shout out to Dan Beal. He's like an uncle. <laughs> yeah. Um, Long lost one. So what would be your number three then? Oh, man. Uh, okay. Let me put some thought into this right now. You know what? You're going to have to go to number two. I, I Just give me, I'll be ready when you come. You do your okay. number two. Number two. Xbox 360. Okay. I had a feeling um, you'd To me, and it's kind of funny, but the Xbox 360 PS3 era really reminded me of the 16-bit era in the in just in the sense that there was so much innovation. There were so many good games. You know, Street Fighter brought fighting games back. Um, you know, you got some really cool RPGs um, like there's a bit, there's a cult following for uh, lost odyssey and stuff like that you know um but that era and and specifically for me the 360 i mean i got i had a ps3 as well of course but um i don't know I, the amount of time spent playing with friends on my on my 360 like i can't tell you how many hours i put into resident evil 5 um halo you know uh, destiny 1 mhm um I just that that machine 
brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> 360 is what, you know, pushed online gaming to the forefront. You know, it, we'd flirted with it, with it with the Dreamcast, you know, a little bit more with the PS2. It was, you know, haphazard, but not a reality. But 360 was the console that really made our current, what we see as gaming now, yeah. is what made it a reality. Like, and honestly, this could the, be my number one, but... The 360 isn't on my list. I don't have fond memories for it in that. But it'll always hold that position of respect for me for what it did for modern gaming as a whole. Mm, yeah, absolutely. All right, you have to do two now. Okay. This is really <laughs> hard for me. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not trying to make this dramatic or anything, but I, you know, I try to think... Because I got to have a Sega console, right? I just... Well, what are the ones that brought you the most joy? Well, I just know, think of just think you know, of I the fun that. factor, right? So I'm gonna go with number three, and it's so close between this and the Genesis, but I'm gonna have to go with the Sega Master System. Go it's for it. the console that made me fall in love with video games. Mm. And it's crazy we both have Sega. You know, we were Sega kids. Like I've reiterated this a thousand times. I don't need to keep going over it. But it's crazy, like you were a Sega kid. I was, my neighbors across the street were, my other buddies down the road were, and it's it's weird to say, but in comparison to how big the NES was compared to the Master System, like, we're talking, like, a huge sales gap, yet all in our area, everyone mm. had a Sega Master System. I know there was another guy I knew besides you that had one. Um, yeah, like my neighbors, like that's that's at least ten people I knew that had a Sega Master System. This this corner of Brantford was holding down the Sega Master System hard. It just, yeah. I, it's what formed my love for video games. Uh, you know, just so many of them, and and, and just the weird quirks, like some of the games were on cards, and we'd slide them in, and yeah, I mean, Fantasy Star is the game, but there was Shinobi and and Quartet and all these these zillion. weird games and zillion and and it was the it's it's the the marketing pr packaging where every game looked like this futuristic graph with yeah. like an art piece it was very uniform you know what i mean oh yeah if you line up all your master system games on a shelf they're gonna have that uniformity to them right so yeah like it's crazy because i love the nes boxes too like they were you know the art was really sick uh, but there were some people with this like almost office like touch with the the boxing of of uh the sega master system and you know you just had this this black and maroon thing with the you know the the light phaser and you had your d-pads but with the optional joystick you could screw in uh that little piece of plastic do you remember that i actually didn't remember that you could screw that into the d-pad i had a hole like to screw in so that's that's pretty cool i don't i don't think yeah. anybody that i i that master system I played never had that on it. I don't think so. Oh, really? It came with the the early ones. Yeah, but, but I, I could... think anybody's that I, I remember playing R Type at a, at a buddy's place. Probably they probably just lost it. Like it was. And a that's, yeah, I mean we were all kids, right? We probably yeah. just lost it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like, if I the Genesis, probably that I have more memories from the Genesis. But I, I what Sega Master System did for me in terms of loving what this all became, I'll mm. never forget it. It was, yeah. it was a massive part of my childhood. Well, I mean, I, Atari Twenty Six Hundred was a big, big kicker for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, sort of a million. There was Gold Valley. Oh God, so many. 
<laughs> sort of. There's familiar. so many great, great, that, great games. That game has great music. Yes, it does. You know, it's kind of rough when you go back and look at it, but whatever. <laughs> I'll look up the soundtrack and put it behind <laughs> this. Like if it, Sega had so many great innovations as a company until they finished with the Dreamcast, but even the Dreamcast was such an innovative console. Uh, you know, the really only major downstep was the Saturn, but you know, they, I the Saturn at least had a vision for the what they Saturn. were doing. But I love the Saturn. Right? I love the Saturn. The Saturn might actually be my favorite Sega console, but the Genesis had a bigger impact on me. And it had more games. Like, frankly, yeah. the Saturn didn't have as many games. To me, the Saturn is the Sega's... Nintendo's console that was the Saturn was the Nintendo 64 because... That, yeah. Yeah, you look back on the N sixty four, like yeah, that's a great lineup of games. You know what? Owning just a Nintendo sixty four when it was out was like a death knell. There was barely any games that were coming out year oh, over no, year. I, I gave up already on Nintendo when that thing came out. I was like, the three D Mario like, didn't impress me. It was my secondary me. console during that generation, oh, so okay. the the trickle out was great for me. But if I I always thought to myself, I'm like, if this was my only console, this would really suck. It was like not enough but mm. yeah so the, that was the the saturn so i'll go sega master system at number three at number two i'm gonna go the, the super nintendo okay um for the same reasons you like it, it, the genesis and that to me are are interchangeable but i think the breadth of the library of the super nintendo just kind of gives it that extra edge yeah. even though i would never dismiss the exclusiveness of sega which I kind of prefer in a lot of different aspects, but mm -hmm. like, I'll be honest, like to me, the first, the regular NES, the original NES doesn't hold that, that much of a, like a fond of a place to me other than like punch out and, and, and some other games, Contra and stuff like that. But like, I felt Sega did Sega Masterson did a lot of the same stuff, mm. but like wonder boy, I preferred wonder boy over, over the equivalent offerings and stuff like that. But anyway, but yeah, Super yeah, Nintendo no. was where it all came to life for me. Um, just everything. Act Razor, Final Fantasy 2, which is Final Fantasy 4. Zelda, Link to the Past. I remember playing Lost Uncle Dan Beal when he had his video game Quest World downtown and he had the stereo with the big screen in the back. I oh, played yeah. Link to the Past for the first time there and it the, the, the opening with the rain and everything just blew my mind. It blew well, my mind. Yeah, no, I, I got a lot of fun, fond memories of that place too. But I mean, how about when they got Street Fighter Two for Super yep. Nintendo? I mean, like we had our import copies. It was it was a riot. We couldn't man. believe it, like how close it felt to arcade. And then you look back, it kind of it wasn't, but it was no. Incredible. But for the time, that was a damn it was good translation. Man. Like I, and even the add-ons that the Super Nintendo, I had that 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 Japanese. Uh, I could copy games onto the UFO to drive. Yeah, I had a UFO, UFO drive. drive. Yeah, yeah, like it was. I had this whole vast array of this weird shit. The only I thing it couldn't do, it wouldn't do Mode Seven games. Right? Oh, okay. Um, really? Yeah, it, it would never copy them properly. Oh. Unless they released a later one that I didn't have, but I didn't I have any. I don't remember having Nintendo. any. Although I didn't try to do Pilot Wings or anything like that, but um, yeah. And I don't uh, remember having any issues with Mode Seven stuff with mine. Mario Mario Kart never uh, copied well. Mm. Uh, okay, but anyway, uh, I just I, to me, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's an objective top three console for me, just in terms of what it did. 
I mean, God, Chrono, the the golden age for RPGs. Well, not the thing. I mean, <clears throat> this is my number one. So we can just oh, keep okay. talking about well, Super Nintendo. Well, then I'll let you carry on the conversation then. Let's go um, your number one. Yeah, I mean, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy III yeah. or six, depending on... Just like tier, nostalgia oh, tier. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> and really yeah. where the Super Nintendo started to where it finished in terms of the visuals and everything, it, it had such a, a huge growth period. Oh, absolutely. I, I remember because I got a Super Famicom... And my first game was Super R-Type. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's notorious for its slowdown. Um, but then, you know, fast forward five years and look at what that thing was doing. I mean, you look at the difference between Super R-Type and R-Type 3. Mm-hmm. It's massive difference. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, like I'm lucky having these analog machines uh, for Genesis and, and Super Nintendo. I mean, the Genesis one plays master system games so i've got a That's full awesome. library of master system games on there too um but yeah it's a shame that the super nintendo one doesn't play nintendo games considering the super nintendo is actually an evolution of the 8-bit hardware so mm-hmm. um i just it, it what a console man like what a time oh it's yeah that's what i mean the time like that that specific era to me is like just a magical era for gaming and and it's not just nostalgia it really no really not like it's the the every it seemed every genre was covered yeah you know the innovation for every genre you know and it's like great innovations in video games i'm sure it happens with everything but in video it's always happened with limitations involved Mm. you know what they've done within this strict framework to make things happen you know whether it was the the Sega limits with their music and they made it their own, the Genesis. Right. And Super Nintendo's, you know, color palette or whatever, like what they ended up doing with, you know, you look at Final Fantasy 4, 2, compared to Final Fantasy 3, 6, and, and the later RPGs, they're like night and day, even though... Oh my God, now, yeah. I don't necessarily think they're, they're better just because of that, but visually and presentation-wise, some of the stuff that they were doing is yeah. just... Like, untouchable. I don't know. <laughs> so what's your number one, then? I think it's the PlayStation 4. Okay. Uh, okay. I, 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 it's, it's crazy for me to say because it it's so new, right? Mm. And I, I look at the amount of games that came out on my PlayStation 4 and how much fun I had it and how invested I was with trophies and, and all this stuff. I adored my P- my PS4, and I think it's like, like you said, it it was like another golden era mm. where it seemed like every genre was getting hit. I mean, it's the it's the second best selling console of all time, I think. Okay, has it yeah. passed the Wii? Is the Wii this? Oh shit! Yeah, no the the PS2 is the number one. I was gonna say I thought the PS2 was still number one, but I'm trying I'm trying to think remember if the PS4 has passed the Wii. Mm. I don't know. Anyway who cares they're they've all sold like massive yeah, numbers yeah. and it's like it was this mainstream console where you know after the dark days of the playstation 3 which i absolutely love the ps3 you know i I'll, I'll pose this question to you if you had to rank the playstation consoles how would you rank them that's a good question geez that that's a good question well i mean i don't have a five yet so yeah just just go one through four um, 
Well, I guess I'll put... I'm going to put the PS1 at the bottom simply because there's been so much improvement. Um, PS3 would be my second last, then PS4, and then PS2. So PS2 number one. Yeah. For me, I think the PS2 would be my my least favorite, even though I loved it. Like well, I, I, it's crazy to say I that. I didn't get my PS2 until like way late in the lifespan of the system. I see. Um, so I was able to just really enjoy the full catalog at that point. Like I hadn't even played Final Fantasy X, mm. and like twelve was out. So. Um, it's you know, and I, me saying that just sounds ridiculous too. I think it's just because I like the PS One, you know, Final Fantasy Seven and Castlevania, Metal Gear, and Metal Gear, and all. I just think it was because it was so new in the catalog that it offered. And don't worry, I just think I think they're all great consoles, even though the PS Three is a complete mess. Which it's a I mess mean, by but... all rights. By all rights, it should be last, but. It, it gave us the PlayStation that, you know, had their a boot shoved up their ass where they just went crazy with exclusive games. They were releasing like like 15 to 20 exclusive games every single year. Now, mind you, most of them didn't sell, but it was such a great time for, yeah. for, for their video. But that hardware was all fucked up. Well, but when people <sighs> when people harnessed it properly, yeah. it was incredible. Right. I mean, the, so the PS One probably shouldn't be at the bottom, considering all the games I've got for yeah, it. Yeah, like, but but anyway, yeah, I don't know, me, it's, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard in to a say. moment. In a moment, that's what I decided. So same, same here. I might, I might give you a different answer. Although yeah. the the three and two, I think, are pretty cemented for me. Yeah. Uh, but a PlayStation console would be n- number one, and I, I right now I lean towards four, just because yeah. of the. I love the user experience of it. Mm. Uh, just a lot of the stuff. I, I think it was a really, really strong console that ran well, that fixed almost everything from the PS3 era. And uh, well, I'll agree and with a that wonderful for sure. library. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that, well, honestly, like that's a really hard, hard experiment to do, especially on the fly. Yeah. You know what I mean? But regardless, we we've had a lot of history in games, man. Like just oh, dude, Come thinking on, about been, all these consoles and stuff. And I, I look been over playing games for all these forty plus years. Yeah, it's kind it of is. kind of crazy. It is. Crazy. Um, so, I guess really quickly before we wrap things up, just mention what we're playing. Yeah, I was just you know speaking on that. We'll go contemporary. You know, what have you been playing? To be fair, um, I haven't really been able to sink my teeth into anything really solidly since I beat Elden Ring a few weeks ago. I can so, see how that's a tough game to replace. Like I, I have that every once in a while where I'm like, I, I finished this special game yeah, and it's like, okay, like now what? It's Well, I've been playing a little bit of this and that, you know, like uh, I've actually been playing some NBA 2K20 because uh, I've been oh, wow. getting back in, I've been getting back into basketball. Baller Donovan. Um, yeah. I actually even bought a basketball and been shooting some hoops. So yeah, I went out yesterday yeah. uh, trying uh, to get my health back and my physicality because this guy used to be an excellent basketball player. I played in college, mm. but I'd been back into it. But when when the pandemic hit, I just you know there was nowhere really to go play. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, no, I I watched the uh, the Last Dance documentary finally, and it just completely refueled my my love of '90s basketball. So it's incredible. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I've play. been playing a bit of that. Uh, uh, I have a couple little loose ends in Elden Ring that I haven't finished before I start my second journey, but um, I'm not in a particular rush to do that, I guess you could say. Um, okay. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I started Mass Effect Legendary Edition and basically landed on the first planet and haven't really moved on from there. So yeah. Are you playing I, the original Mass Effect? Well, this is the Legendary Edition. Yeah, I know, but like which? Yeah, number one. Yeah. Okay, number one. You're starting yeah. number one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I figure if I'm going to play the series again, I'm going to play the whole series, right? Yeah, and, and number one's the one that saw the most attention in, uh, yeah. in terms of revamping it. How did it feel? Because that's something I, I look at on my shelf that I want to go through again. It's just I, I can't stuff. give an honest. Uh, oh, you haven't played enough. I haven't played it enough yet. Um, okay. It seems you know I, I already noticed some some nice improvements. I mean, lighting and all that stuff is is really nice. I've, I've I'm anxious already... to see. I'm anxious to next time we talk. Well, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to play, but if you do play, yeah. you know, chime back in and how you feel about the gameplay. Yeah, sure. Um, that's like, my biggest issue from the original Mass Effect. But other than that, yeah, not too much. Uh, I've been booting up a few odd things on the uh, on the retro consoles and just kind of you know few minutes here a few minutes there but nothing mm -hmm. nothing that i've really like you know decided okay this is the next game i'm gonna complete or whatever i think i can actually beat the legendary edition all three mass effects in a shorter amount of time than it took me to finish elden ring yeah maybe yeah uh, maybe so mass effect one you know is is like shockingly kind of long it's about 40 hours 40 yeah, 40 to like I think it's longer than the other two. I think two is about 40 hours. And I think three is actually a little bit longer because of all the DLC. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you, you factor in the DLC for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess I'll. Yeah. I'll what are you go. playing? Um, yeah. Like just with what's been going on with me, I, I really had a hard time getting into stuff. One, I oh. couldn't sit long enough. Uh, and, and two, just mentally i wasn't in the right space and it, it didn't make me feel good because you know i i i love video games it just i couldn't find enjoyment in it but uh, dude i completely understand because i got really sick a few years ago i had like bronchitis and with a touch of pneumonia you'd think i'd play the whole time i was off i didn't no, play I a just, single minute of video games yeah. that whole week so but i a double a double whammy of like samurai goodness believe it mm. or not so uh, I, I never went through Sekiro. Like, as you know about me on this podcast, I leave games because I just wait till they're patched and whatever. Yeah. But Sekiro is, is what I played. And it's a game I started and it kicked the shit out of me. And I was like, this is fucked. Like, you know, the pairing, I couldn't really get it. And I was like, I don't know. This just seems so weird. So I put it down and I don't know. I, I always wanted to go back to it because I hate when when things get the better of me. Mm. Uh, and I've I've been working my way through it. I can't say that I have the knack of it yet. I've had moments where I'm like, okay, I'm incredible at this right now, and then something just destroys me. Mm. Uh, it's it. I, I pride myself on being good in my pairing windows, but this sometimes I just I don't know. I. I I think I, I think I'm pressing the attack button too much. Like, you know, you can't hit it. I, and I'm usually not like that with games, mm. but I find like the window sometime 
I'm either not seeing it good enough, which is the most likely scenario, or or two, I'm just you know overreaching. So I got to find the happy me and and Sekiro's the the one from software game where you're, you 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 do or you die. That's it. Mm. There's no other route you can go. There's no other way you can play. It it is what it is. Like that game. So if you and make I, a mistake, think, you're gonna pay for it. Yeah, but it's like you know you can't go try another weapon or go try another part of this world. I mean, there's a couple different ways you kind of okay, can go, yeah. but ultimately you're gonna you have to meet these barometers. You can't go get stronger, for instance. The way you get stronger is by beating these bosses, right? right? And you know, if you don't beat them, you're you're just gonna keep doing the same thing. And I had I had a really good string, and I I, I think it's a great game. But uh, I can see, I think it's, so far, I would say it's From's hardest game. Oh, okay. I think I've actually heard that. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I found Demon's Souls difficult only because of the, I I, I just, I think some of the downfalls of the combat, like, maybe that, like, it's an intentional design thing of something that I don't like, like, the waiting, like, moving forward and stuff, like, your momentum and stuff like that. Like, whereas Bloodborne had hard parts, but I never thought like it was kicking my ass other than a couple bosses. Sure. Dark Souls 3, you know, same sort of thing. I haven't gotten to Elden Ring yet, but Sekiro is, it's hard, man. Yeah. You're going to, if, if you come on to Elden Ring after playing Sekiro, you're going to be like, oh my God, what happened? <laughs> this is so easy. <laughs> really? You think so? Um, again, it's all about how you approach it. But like I will say, like I I jumped in just for a little bit, and well, you know, because I, of the open world nature of the game, you can go. Yeah, there are things you can go find, quote unquote, um, that can you know really alter the <laughs> the enemy's ability to live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. But, yeah. uh, and Secure is a game you haven't played, right? No, I haven't. And it's not because I don't want to, but I was not in the right headspace to play that game when it came out. I think I will that- say it, it definitely. And that was so I fell off that when I when I started getting more sick because I was like, you know, this is a taxing game. Yeah. Right. It's not something you just toss on and like I was in the mind space to to die and lose everything over and over and over again. Right. I just wasn't in the mood for that. So well, I sort of I shelved it a little bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, get back into it soon. Well, now that you're of sound mind and body, yeah, yeah. But the other I, game that recently came out was Trek Trek to Yomi. Okay, um, yeah. I wondered if that was the other one you were going to mention. Yeah, I uh, I pre-ordered it because I really loved the visual style. Oh, of it, it's and, got a lovely visual style, and, and it is. I you know like that that definitely carries over there. I would say the combat is not, it's funny. Like the, the combat should have been better, mm. but it's not bad. It's just simplistic. Okay. Okay. Like they add moves and things like that, but it's, I don't know. I, I, I guess it could be just a touch wonky, you could say, but it's, it's sufficient enough for me to continue to want to see the, the visual spectacle that's going on. It's and, more and of a like cinematic that. game, isn't it? As Very. far as like presentation and like fixed camera angles, uh, okay. that were all you know artistic decisions, and I, I kind of missed it. I, I like it, 
So, I mean, the game does have a little, little, some challenge curves, but the checkpoints are so frequent that you're never really worried about it. So it's more um, about the story and, and the yeah, visual. And, and getting through it. Like, it's not a long game, mm. but I, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm on the, I'm on the fifth level now, uh, and there's only six. Okay. So I'll go through it. Short bite size, but yeah, a lot of samurai goodness in awesome. there. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I enjoyed I my... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I enjoyed my time with Neo as far as samurai goodness was concerned. Did you end up finish this in the second one? I haven't picked up the second one yet. I was just going to mm. wait until uh, I get my PS5 down the road. There's okay. a few games I'm kind of holding off on until I get the new systems. And I got, like, I mean, I got a lot of games, like, to, to go, you know, the New Horizon. I got Elden Ring. There's, um, I love Drinkbox Studios. I picked up their Nobody Saves the World. Mm. Uh, the, you know, they did Guacamole and, okay. and stuff like that. They're based in Toronto, by the way. I, yeah, uh, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. So it, it's like a it's like an RPG, but you like swap all these different characters. Like you know, become you're you're a rat and, and all this other stuff, and it, it's kind of cool. And you you mix and match your stuff, and it it has that drink box flair. I I, I fired it up, and I I liked. It. I knew I would like it though, because I mm. like their games. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I've so dabbled that, with guacamole, but I never really, I didn't really invest a lot of time into it. So. I loved the first Guacamole. I platinumed it twice. I didn't like the second one as much. Mm. I think the first one was that right amount. And the soundtrack was so good. It's so good. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, nice and tight ship on this one. We're, we're going to come in in under an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's, I'm glad we could get together. We're, we're getting back on the saddle. Summer finally arrived. Sick of this cold. Like we have like six months of winter of winter, man. Like, dude, I just really long. hope that I feel better in the morning because I do not. Want I to really do sick. too. That sucks. <laughs> you're not feeling good. You got the concert on the weekend. Hopefully, uh, this is just a flash in the pan, and uh, maybe you know, maybe take a Neo Citroen or something. And, and I can't take Neo Citroen. <laughs> Why? It's got acetaminophen in it. Acetaminophen. I'm allergic what, to what acetaminophen. Break out in hives. Pretty much. Oh yeah, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh no, it's 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 a bad scene, man. Okay, well, I haven't I, uh, I haven't tempted fate with uh, Tylenol or acetaminophen in many many years because uh, it, it 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 affects me in a way that will prevent me from going to my job for a number of days. For one thing. All right. So what do you do? You just smoke a joint, and uh, soak in an ointment bath. bath? <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Hey. No, I- you know, other than I feel, I put a I put a down payment on on a Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but I did. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I was like, this this is really cool tech, and you can play all these games portably from my PC. I'm like, mine as well. well I, don't know. I mean, who who doesn't want to play play Assassin's Creed on the beach? Me, I, I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I mean, I play other I games know, on man. the beach. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I hope you are feeling better, my friend. Thanks. I'm glad I am feeling better. Yeah, my me friend. too, man. And uh, let's, yeah, we 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 got to get at least one a month going here. Well, I mean, we should get one probably shortly after this summer gaming thing happens. Yes. Yeah. What do what do you have a date on Summer Games Fest? Well, I know that the Bethesda Xbox thing is on June 12th, so I'm going to assume that it's in that same time frame. Probably right. Maybe. I bet you it follows it like the very next week or something. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, listen, you feel better. Thank you, sir. Enjoy that concert. 
Thank you. I'm glad we got together for this show. Yes, yes, Episode y'all. Episode six in the rock. Now you just stay on the line yeah. while we hang up here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Peace, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>